0: I never stopped to think that brushing your teeth with your opposite hand could make you a better snowboarder. No, I had never actually thought about that. It's hard to find fault in an honest human being. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the School in Struggle podcast. It is our belief that the only guarantee in life is that we are all going to struggle. And how we choose to embrace our struggles is what empowers us to become the best versions of ourselves. I am Pete coming to you from Vermont. and With me is my friend and co-host Todd Ellis coming from Tacoma, Washington. What's up, Todd? Hey, Peter. How's it going? coming at you from the 253 over here. Ooh. You know I'm so extrovert. I'm so extroverted so those long pauses are something that I need to get need to get better at.
1: They're very easy to do. You just have to be quiet for a minute.
0: Uh, what's going on over there? Anything big? Nope. The wind is blowing,
1: which I like. I like a good a good windy storm, so that's good. So we've had the most rainfall I think ever. Or May and June. I mean, it's whatever. Hmm. But we've had yeah. constant rain. It's been ridiculous. And usually we have rain, but not like this. Just so. keeping that stereotype alive. Oh, man. And the grass is... I mean, rainy it, Seattle. It, yeah. I'm mean, getting tired of mowing. <laughs> like The yep. weeds are going
0: off the chain. So, yep. yep. Whatever. Cool. Yeah. What's happening cool. in Vermont? I spent the day in Massachusetts oh. at a studio filming content... For an app that's going to uh, spread information about health and wellness for teens well so I'm super excited about it and um, it was a really really cool productive time i can't give any more information about it right now because everything is still on the back end yep. the company asked me to lay low Ooh. but i can share with you when everything is released when that will be i don't know exactly awesome but we are trying to help people be better versions of themselves Uh, through this health and wellness app that is targeted for teens and uh, caretakers of teens, so teens and their families. Wow. That's awesome. Nice work. Yeah. I would say I'm surprised, but I'm not at all. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I've hinted in a couple past episodes that I have a couple things going on behind the yeah. scenes. Yep. And this is a big one. I got com- contacted by a company out of Boston that got some funding to build this thing. And, wow. Uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Yeah,
1: now I just want to keep asking questions, but I will curb that enthusiasm, <laughs> enthusiasm until later. Here we go. Are you ready for this? I got a couple <laughs> points of housekeeping. I'm going to surprise you today because there's going to be oh, something big. you weren't even expected. I love so, yeah. So, as many of you know, Peter does the editing Uh, for the show in uh, video. Well, I don't know if he video edits, but he definitely does audio. And he's alluded that we can see each other. And so we're having a candid conversation, he and I, across the uh, interwebs. And Peter then edits that audio. And that's what becomes the podcast that you're probably hearing right now. Uh, I, on the other hand, uh, re-listen to that multiple times. And then I... Um, take all of the points of inflection and the things that I I find along the way. I had to put them in the show notes, and then we publish show notes with, um, with the podcast on all the platforms. This is the way that that breaks down. So today it struck me as I was listening to this podcast, uh, the one we just released, which was 24, I believe. Feeling it. Permission to feel. Correct. And it uh, dawned on me while I was listening to my own voice, which I used to dislike and I still do, but um, that. Humor is something that I employ as a mechanism of safety. And I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but the closer to something that's uncomfortable I get, the more I tend to jest about it or joke or drop a, <laughs> drop a funny little rhyme or some craziness like that. And I wanted to share with you my gratitude for you holding a space where I can truly be myself. And uh, I've got feedback from a lot of people that are like, I never knew you were this way. Like, They've known me for a very long time and they were like, I've learned more about you in this podcast that I've listened to in X amount of episodes than I have ever seen on the surface of who you are. And so I wanted to tell you, thank you for that. I also noted your uh, excitement on Better Than Yesterday. And I also wanted to tell you great work because I think and I don't know if, if the two are connected, but it makes sense in my mind, the app you're working on, the things you're hoping to achieve in school, it seems like you have something great coming up and I'm excited to watch that unfold for you. So, um, so yeah, I just want to, Oh, and there's one more point, uh, in the, in the, in the podcast that is episode, uh, or edited, uh, you noticed that, um, of yourself, you're a solutions person, you always want to tempt in, tempt to dive in and be like, Hey, what about this thing? And, uh, as I was wrapping up the conversation or the, the points about, um, the struggle that I that I endure with my mother and all those things, I I found myself interested to hear where you were going to go, and I just wanted you to know that um, I appreciate the fact that you are able to offer ad- thoughtful advice or thoughtful um, it's not really advice thoughtful other it's like it's like a coaching mentality thoughtful other pieces of have you thought about this thing to consider, but they're not forceful in their approach, and so it's like no, I had never actually thought about that, and although in my mind, I know those things won't work. It's still very, very warm and very kind of you to actually put those things out into the ether for other people to benefit from. So all of that, you were, you were you had no idea was coming, but um, so anyways, thank you. Uh, full on, thank you for all the things you do and all the things that I have been able to learn from you, Peter Driscoll.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, when students come to me and say, Mr. D, I need your advice. I say to them, I don't provide advice. I simply provide perspectives. I'll provide a perspective. You can do whatever you want with it. Yep. And that's, that's the approach that I'm trying to take. That's awesome. That's exactly what I see. What do you got today? So uh, as I shared in past episode, I did uh, a brainstorming session with students called ask me anything. And I find that in my line of career choice, I often get asked from teens, what is your best advice for someone who's graduating high school? And I've been thinking about how I respond to that a lot lately because I've been having to respond to that a lot lately. And I think that regardless of where you are in your stage of life, when you take that next step into that next chapter of life, I think the answer can be similar. So whether I'm graduating from high school and I'm embarking on something new, whether it's the workforce or college, whether I'm getting married, whether I'm having my first child, whether I'm buying a new home or starting a new job or moving somewhere far away and starting a new location – I think that there's some cool things that we could keep in mind as we as we get ready to embrace those changes, and I wanted to talk to you about that tonight. And I've been asking a lot of people in my circle who I really, really trust and value their thoughts and opinions on this. So what I'm going to share today is not just my thoughts. It's kind of a culmination of some of the things that I've gathered from some people that I think um, have a lot to, to share in this regard. And I don't really know this, where this is going to go. Uh, it's a little bit outside of my comfort zone because I don't want people to think that I'm sitting here telling them how to live their lives, but just some cool stuff that may be helpful when and if you're in a place where you are going to be making a life change in some way, shape, or form. And this, I think, can also be applied to those people who maybe aren't making a huge life change, but are really wanting to start something or take on something or venture outside their comfort zone to achieve something that they've been putting off for a very long period of time. You send me a
1: text. Uh, come armed with your top three tips for anyone embarking on something new. So uh, it could be big, like a new job, marriage, or having a kid, or something small, like starting a workout routine,
0: writing a book, or changing their nutrition, or or learning to play an instrument, whatever. I don't, I don't know what people do in your tech world, jump in the metaverse, whatever it is. So um, I think the conversation tonight is going to be circled around a major life change and kind of how we can put our mindset to set us up to be the best version of ourselves in that new change. What is some information that I could have that would help me as I get ready to embark upon this?
1: you want to break it down or just going to go for the whole tamale? Um, I don't have... Any more breaking down at the moment? Okay. I thought about three things. I thought about it a bit this morning when I was in a really good mood, and I thought about it a bit before we got on when I had already endured most of my day. And I thought back to the things that that, um, I have found useful, and so to make it tactful, Tactile for the um, people, tactful maybe tactful as well for uh, for the listeners. I, I arrived at three different buckets, and I think it depends on the scope of the change you're hoping to you you're hoping to endeavor you're endeavoring to have occur, right? So my, the first one I I thought was intention and alignment. So we talk about about our values and and you know uh, our intentions and our principles and how we have fi- figured out that those we use those to to guide our path. Uh, as much as we possibly can. But when I think back about all of the things that I've, that all the big changes that I've purposefully done, I think about what is the intention and what, how does those, how do those align to those things that, that I know I want to get done. So I don't, like I've said, I don't know how you, how you want to break these apart, but that also goes to time, right? So what am I going to switch out in order to make intention and make alignment for this next piece? So yeah, got it where you, wherever you want it to go,
0: but. So I thought we could each do, we each have three, uh, tips or, or thoughts on this. And I okay. thought we could just go back and forth. Like you do your first, I'll do my first, you do second. I'll okay. Do my second, And they may overlap. They may not, but I yeah. think that would be kind of a cool format. Okay. Uh, you want to start, you want me to start? Um, I'll start. Okay. So back in my snowboarding days, I was going up the lift with a kid, a young, a young kid. He was like, I was in my twenties. He was like 17 at the time. And he was the first one to land don't quote me on this, but I think it was either a, a, a 900 or, um, or or more rotations in a jump. Uh, it was on the Vans Snowboard Tour back in the day, and he was the first one to ever land this trick. And I was going up the lift with him, and I was just picking up his picking his brain about it, saying, "Hey, um, you know what was it like? Tell me a story, and this and that." And he was telling me that when he was trying to teach himself to be a better snowboarder. He started to let that overflow into other aspects of his life. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, for instance, we all have a way that we naturally spin. So if I were to ask you to stand up, jump in the air and spin around, do a 360, you're naturally going to feel more comfortable spinning in one direction than the other. For many people, it's the, the hand that they're most dominant with will come in front of their body. It's called a front side spin, right? So I'm right-handed. So I, so I will spin counterclockwise. And this kid said when he wanted to teach, him how to teach himself how to spin in his unnatural direction, he needed to learn to get comfortable with doing things that were uncomfortable. So he started to eat and brush his teeth with his off hand. He started to do different things like that in his life so he could just be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I never stopped to think that brushing your teeth with your opposite hand could make you a better snowboarder. And I just thought it was so advanced for a 17-year-old who's trying to become a pro snowboarder to think of it in these terms. So my first tip and something that I've heard that I love is this phrase. And you know, I love phrases. Oh, I do. How you do anything is how you do everything. I'll say it again. How we do anything is how we do everything. So let's say I'm going to take on this new thing and I, want to, and I want to do well with this thing. I think the people who listen to this podcast are people that, will, that are striving to be better versions of themselves and and they want to get better in the endeavors that they're taking on in their life. So regardless of what it is, whether it's, whether it's a job or parenting or home ownership or fitness program, whatever. And I think that if we start to take action in other aspects of our life, in addition to the thing that we're trying to improve on or learn, that that's going to make us better all around. I think the fact that even when no one's looking, the people who put the grocery cart back in the grocery cart storage area in the parking lot, rather than just kind of leaving it out, I think that says something about who they are and how they how they approach other things in their life. I once heard that the best way to gauge the personality of someone you're dating is to see how they treat the waiter or the waitress. And how we do anything is how we do everything. If we cut corners in one area of our life, that's a pretty good sign that we're probably going to cut corners and other areas of our life. So I think when taking on anything, think about kind of the bigger picture and where else in our life can this be applied? For me, I have a a saying called cluttered space, cluttered brain. So if my space is organized, my brain is more organized and I'm more functional and I can optimize at a higher level when the physical space that I'm working in is organized. So if I see something that's not organized, that might not even be my space. And I'm not talking about like roll into someone's house and rip their house apart and, and reorganize it, but I'm talking about like if I'm walking down the hall in the school and there's a couple of pieces of trash on the floor to pick them up because that just carries over to other places in my life. Whether I walk past that trash or not, it's probably not going to change anyone's day or life, but just that mentality of how I do anything is how I do everything. How I treat one person should be how I treat everyone. And that's just something to strive for.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's pretty awesome actually. I have so many questions, but I'm gonna leave it alone because it's it's just advice.
0: <laughs> As we say here right now, the title of this episode is Life Advice. After I just said let on give advice, I provide provide perspectives. So it'll be interesting to see what the final title of this yeah, ends up being. Right. It might
1: change. <laughs> yeah. um, my number one is just start. That's my number one. And we've probably talked about this too, but I find that most people cannot get out of their own way to do something that they think is monumental or monolithic or it could even be something small like oh I, I can't do that because and then here comes all the excuses right but we had definitely talked about this before but i think the act of just starting is 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 kind of like you said it's it's being uncomfortable for a minute or you know for a, a bit of time but once you are able to do that time and time and time again it becomes easier and easier
0: and easier to keep moving forward with with progress so Yeah, I think just starting, that's my, yep. We have a rule in our house, and I have it hanging up in giant letters in the the fitness space that I teach in. It says, if you say the word can't, you must follow it with the word yet. So if a student in my space ever says, I can't, I say, say that again, and Mm -hmm. they'll say, sorry, Mr. D, I can't do a pull-up yet. And I think that yet tells us we actually can do it if we decide to commit to it. Yeah, you know, and and what I would add to that, and I've said this before, is that if we wait till we're ready, we never start. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Just yeah. start. Yeah. yeah. And tactically speaking, what's the minimal viable thing that you can do to start? Absolutely. Um, I want to start walking every day. All right. Well, let's do two and a half minutes away from the house. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to turn around at that time and come back, there's your five minute walk, or you can keep walking past two and a half minutes before you turn around. So yeah. that's awesome. Everything from Just there start. is gold,
1: right? Like that's how I look at it too. So yeah. Yep. Sounds easy. It's simple, but it ain't always easy. Just start. Yep. That's my number one. Number two.
0: Cool. So my number two, I think when I first thought about it, actually didn't think about it. I heard this from someone else that's much smarter than me. And when I was thinking about how it could be applied, I was thinking career-wise. But the more I think about it, the more I actually think this could be really applied in in anything, whether it's a relationship or or any piece. And that is nobody owes you anything. You must earn everything. So regardless of where it is or what it is, if you go in with a mindset of zero entitlement and you think to yourself, all right, I'm going to have to grind. I'm going to have to work. I'm going to have to get uncomfortable. I'm going to have to do these things. And you don't get your feelings hurt when people give you directions or people tell you stuff that you think you already know. Like if you shed all that to the side and just say, all right, I'm just going to get to work. And I thought I signed up for this, but they're actually asking me to do this. All right, well, go do that thing the best you can possibly do it. And let's see where it ends up, you know, like, um, you know, I took a job to paint and they're asking me to sweep. Well, let's sweep hmm. this thing cleaner than it's ever been swept before and see where that takes us. Yeah. yeah. Reminds me of so, the karate kid. <laughs> you know, yeah, wax yeah, on, wax off. What? That's fun. That's actually one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah. Well, I there love you that go. Movie. Yeah. yeah. That first one. Yeah. So everything is earned. Yeah. I'm going to age. I'm going to really show my age right now. Um, in the, amazing Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie from the eighties over the top. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy meets nobody halfway, right? So you have to, you have to earn every little bit of it. And uh, if you come in with any sense of entitlement, that's going to undermine your willingness to work hard enough to achieve what you want to achieve. So letting that go and, and doing that. And I think somebody once told me that uh, being married is like looking into the mirror 24 seven. And it's so easy to get your feathers ruffled or to, 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 to take things the wrong way, especially the, in the early stages of a marriage and just think, okay, I need to earn my partner's respect. I need to earn my partner's perspective of me in this way. I need to earn my partner's love, like all these different things and look in yourself and say, how can I be better? All right, I'm going to do that thing or I'm going to do these things to be better. And that starts with awareness, attention, action. Yep. And we've talked about that in the past, but without the awareness, there cannot be any attention to the thing and without the, without any attention, there can't be any action. So have a really, really open mind to create that awareness, which will bring about that attention, which will result in that action. Good one. Solid. You're just so wise, Peter. Well, I told you before, wisdom is just an accumulation of one's life mistakes, See? right? There so that's is.
1: why. You must make mistakes all the time. Um, that's the goal. Yeah. If you're not you not making mistakes, you're probably not learning much. Um, my number two is kind of lengthy, not gonna lie, but it's simple. I tried to go. I tried to, I tried to keep them simple, and then they, there's a lot underneath the underneath the, underneath the boards there. Uh, number two I have is say it aloud. So you need Ooh. to speak it into being, right? To be accountable. So so there's two different places. Um, after that, I wrote uh, tell the world or at least the people in proximity because if you say it. Then you're, then, well, I wouldn't say you're stuck to do it, but you're definitely, there's something in your brain that says, oh no, you said you're going to do this. So now what are we going to do?
0: So that's my number two. Say it Yeah. All. Yep. That's a huge one. And that's one I've used multiple times. Like I was so on the fence if I was going to ride my bike cross country that I'm like, if I just start telling people I'm going to do this thing, I
1: have yep. to do
0: it. There it is. And that really worked. It really worked. Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: it's, it's not the most comfortable thing
0: sometimes, but once the cat's out of the bag, you better watch it. Oh, uh, that's great. It. Yep. That's great. Number three. Number three, when taking on something new, do not let your ego get in the way of your learning, right? So your willingness to put your ego aside to learn is a huge piece of that process to make that endeavor the best it can be. And I can give mo- multiple stories of places in my life where I was just like trying to hide what I didn't know. And then once I finally just like admitted to the person I didn't know what I didn't know, they're like, oh, and they were so happy to help me. And they're so eager to, to help me kind of overcome the thing. And I think oftentimes my ego gets in the way of the fact that I need to achieve this thing. And it's little stuff. Like if I go to the hardware store and pretend that I know what I'm talking about and I walk out with the wrong tool or the wrong thing, For I just told the guy exactly what I didn't know, he'd be much more likely to be able to, be able to help me. Or um, I've learned as a teacher that if students come to me and just admit their faults, I have so much more compassion and uh, grace for them just because it's hard to find fault in an honest human being. That's something I tell them often. And as long as you're honest with people, that's setting your ego to the side, admitting your mistakes the learning can really happen and when the learning happens that's when we become better and we can improve on any of those things that we're taking on so uh, i i I just think that this applies anywhere you know yeah so don't let your ego get in the way of the learning or put the learning over the ego and i think that's a that's an important one it's hard that ego
1: (laughs) seated sometimes like right there like so hard yeah so hard yeah even even yeah. seeing it sometimes, your ego pop up like, Whoa, where'd that come from? And then you're like, Who's that guy? <laughs> what are we talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, right. I that. yeah, I battle
0: with that. Battle with that every day. Yeah? yeah. Interesting.
1: Uh number three, Todd's number three, T's number three. Question everything and especially what's humbling. That's what I have for number three. So if if when I think of things I've done, uh, let's say for cookies, for example, I get into making these cookies and I I don't know how to do anything. So kind of go, it kind of follows yours. Like I don't know what I'm doing, and, and that's obvious because I've never been there before. But when I can question something and somebody and somebody says like you were saying, like you really don't know what you're talking about, do you? You're like, no, I have no idea. Can you just show me, or at least put me on a path that I can go learn the the smallest pieces of that in order to move forward? And so every time I've done that. Almost every time I've done that, it's it's definitely rewarded me with getting to the next island in the stream so I could jump to the next piece and jump to the next piece. And if you, yeah. you, know, if you do those things small enough, pretty soon you're in the middle of this mosaic that you didn't even realize that you had handed making. So, yeah, question everything and especially what's humbling.
0: For the listeners out there that might be thinking, what the heck is Todd talking about with these cookies? Mm. We talked in earlier episodes about a side Sorry. project that he launched a number of years ago where he made – Cookies as a side business and marketed them and sold them and did that for how long? Six or seven years, probably. Wow. In addition to the full time career and everything else. So, cookie business. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's my number three. Yeah. Yeah. I've also found that people that are passionate about something are so psyched to help other people. Like, I use a hardware store example. Like, you go in there and You know, ask, ask the guy, which latch should I buy for my closet door? (laughs) He's so excited to help, you know, when, when people come to me to ask about nutrition or fitness stuff or mindset stuff, I just get so excited to help. So it's actually the opposite. Like if you're willing to kind of drop that and and let it go, that facade that, you know, you don't know, but you don't want anyone to know that you don't know Mm -hmm. is, um, it's really, really, really cool. To see yeah. how people just get so excited to help. I think innately people want to help other people. I just think that's kind of we're pre-wired that way. And I get really, really psyched when anybody asks for my help for anything. Yeah. And to to let people do that, I think is is really cool. This is <laughs> this is a total side tangent, but I learned that when I went so when I was a kid, I used to think it was polite. Like if I went to someone's house and like, Hey, would you like this? Like to say, Oh no, thank you, I'm all set. Like I thought that was the polite answer, right? And when I went to Brazil, I totally flipped on that. I learned that if someone offers you something and you say yes, oh my gosh, it fills them up. Right. <laughs> so they're like, Oh, would you like something to drink? Heck yeah. And they you know, they go get me a whatever it is that I was drinking in Brazil, like or in Gino, or literally cut the cop- cut the top off a coconut, and stick a straw on it. Like, Oh man, we're so happy to do that. You know, it's like, Oh, do you want seconds? Well, yeah. They get so excited. (laughs) Oh, here's seconds. Or, you know, would you like to stay the night? Sure. I'll stay the night. Oh, that's awesome. Let's go Uh, make a bed for you. Like, so I've learned that when people offer me something, I I try to say yes, because it makes them feel valued and uh, it really enhances my connection with them and it makes them feel good. And I love when I offer stuff to people and they say yes, I love it. Plus you get extra coconuts. Like that's delicious. (laughs) Who could say no to that? (laughs) absolutely oh man that's so
1: funny you should write a book definitely write a book yeah I was going to say something about that
0: yeah I bet you do I I laugh so hard with your little comments while I'm editing these podcasts Uh, I bet you do Pete go ahead I have a saying that if you don't invite yourself places you'll never do anything cool
1: so (laughs) I don't
0: know why that's so funny, but I could can, I can almost, I could definitely see that. So before I come down here and record with you, I have dinner with my family mm-hmm. and then I tuck my daughter in and then I come down. Mm. And a couple, an hour ago, I was having dinner with my family and I asked my wife this question. I said, Todd and I are about to embark on a conversation about when you're taking on something new, what's something that you would suggest? She sat there for, I would say, six minutes silently. The ultimate thinking. pregnant pause. <laughs> she I I can see when the smoke is coming out of her ears too. Like, yeah, she was thinking hard. Oh, man. And she shared with me something that she's – she's reading a book about happiness right now. And huh? I'm really excited to read this book because every day I come home and she's like, oh. And she tells me more about what's like what they're doing in Bhutan and what they're ah. doing in these different countries. And she said to me, so what I learned today when I was reading this book is that in Iceland, there isn't pressure to be great in their culture. There's pressure to try new things. She's like, so – What it's in the book is that everyone in Iceland considers themselves an author, because they all write and share stuff in some way, shape, or form. But like they don't have to be these great, like renowned authors. And it's really encouraged to stop what you're doing career-wise or hobby-wise and just try to start something new. She's like, it's a it's a very common thing and an encouraged thing there. So like they don't revere greatness the way that we do, where you have to live an unbalanced life to be great. They revere trying something new and they don't, it's, it's not really like about like failure. It's just part of like the process. Huh. And, and I thought, so, so she said, and this might be sound like teacher speak, but like, she's like truly like to its deepest essence. Her advice would be don't be afraid to fail because there is no failure. As long as you're, you're trying new things and nice you're chasing work. what you love. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of this book? I don't know. I'm going to find out. Yeah, I mean, Please I do. do. I, yeah. I, I basically, I think we're going to have to do a whole podcast after I read it yeah. about it. Huh. But, um,
1: Yeah, good advice.
0: Nice work, Jen. Yeah, really interesting. Hmm. So I'm blown away that Iceland has a third as many people as Vermont. Think about that. Yeah, right. And they put out some of the most fit human beings in different capacities on the entire planet. Blows me away. Maybe it's because they're always trying something new. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. They're not aspiring to be great, but they're they're great athletes. It's really- Ah, now that's
1: an interesting point you make there. They're great athletes- Based on your perspective,
0: yeah, but they yeah. don't care. Do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, oh, that's a very interesting question. question. Yeah. It's a really good question. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. When you're not when you're not actively seeking the thing, that's when huh. some really cool things happen. So hmm. something that I was going to bring up um, when I talked about earn everything. So my number two, yeah, I was thinking about how if you really put your attention into the process versus the outcome some really cool things happen. I think yeah. it was Mike Tyson who said in order to be the best, you need to f- do what you hate as if you love doing it. And I think that, that that's a really interesting approach to think about like, all right, I'm going to focus on the process and whatever the outcome is, is the outcome, but I'm going to embrace the process and, and do what it takes on a, on a very micro day-to-day level. Um, you know, I love the mindset that um, we often overestimate what we can accomplish in a day, but underestimate what we can accomplish in a year. Just a really, really, really slow drip. And that's the process is that just like, all right, what can I do today to move myself a little bit closer? Mm -hmm. I'm not really focused on the outcome or the goal, just like what I'm doing today. I love that.
1: I'd never heard that iron Mike. That guy's a beast. (laughs) He got a video game, you know, iron Mike,
0: watch out. (laughs) Oh my God. You probably knew all the codes for that one,
1: didn't you? Oh yeah. 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 I had a question yeah. about uh, your AMA. You've been a high school teacher for how long
0: now? I don't even know what AMA means. Yeah, ask me anything. Oh, yeah, AMA, ask yeah. me
1: anything.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, fourth year as a high school teacher. Fourth year. So over those so you shared the story earlier
1: about uh you you often get asked this advi- best advice for continuing high school students when they leave or for, or, for graduating. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, yeah. Does, do you notice that does your answer change over those four years? And I know it's not that that long, but have you noticed like year one, you gave completely different advice than you might've given this year?
0: I think my ability to make what I'm trying to share more relatable and more age or developmentally appropriate is getting better. So um, I can speak their language probably better now than I could four uh, years ago. And so it's the same information, but it's how can it be in more digestible terms? Packaged in a different way. Yeah. 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 I think it also too depends on what I know about the backstory of the student. You know, if someone's asking me about, um, you know, an upcoming college experience versus a, a workforce experience, I might, I might give it a little bit different based on my experience in the workforce versus my experience in the classroom or yeah. in college. Yeah. So a lot of that depends. Yeah.
1: And did I dream this um, or didn't you, didn't she say this year was the first year you, you've known these kids now their entire school life, the kids that are graduating? Yes. Yeah, this is the first year of that? No. Oh, so that's been this ha- is it's been a while now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the last of that because of the last of it. Because when I left four years ago, the youngest kids I know in my previous uh, school yep. are now in fourth grade. Gotcha. So I know fourth and up at my previous school, but I don't know K through three at yep. that school. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. Totally. Yep. So Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. That's all I got. You got anything for awesome. Me?
0: Yeah. Awesome. No, I, I, I really appreciate your thoughts on this. I had a, a student who actually graduated college come home the other day and say, hey, can I stop by? And he stopped by and he's feeling really, really stressed about stressed out about his next step. He has mm-hmm. his college degree and he knows that he doesn't want to do what he doesn't want to do, which mm-hmm. is a really interesting piece because I think a lot of us know what we don't want to do, but we still do it. You get the job <laughs> you don't like Yeah. to get the expensive apartment, to get oh, the nice car, and then you're locked in and so we just had a really nice conversation about don't do what you don't want to do i guess that would be one of my 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 pieces to share or mm. somehow mix it in with my top three or maybe my top four but yeah that's a home on its own yeah, oh, yeah, yeah 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 so it's you know how, how do you put in digestible terms absolutely just chase what you love and it's really easy to say and really challenging to do especially when you throw in all the different variables of income and all those types of things
1: yeah so. is he just a standalone kid like he has a family or anything like that. He's just on his own and he's like, he has, I don't know. No, he's got name. a super
0: supportive family. No, and... I mean like
1: wife and kids or he's just on his own. Like he only has to pay for himself oh, yeah, in yeah. life. Yeah.
0: Uh, bought himself a, a, a dog for his graduation no, okay, present. Fair. He's got a, yeah, he's got a tiny little puppy, yeah. but yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting one.
0: Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Well, thanks awesome. for the
1: questions. That was a good time. Hey, thanks Enjoyed for that having one. me. Yeah. Appreciate
0: the invitation.
1: <laughs> hey, no problem. Anytime, anytime. Come on back. We'll talk again.
0: Good, good. Well, we so very much appreciate our listeners' ears. Thank you so very much for your time. We are grateful for your attention. We're the School and Struggle Podcast. We're going to go embark on something new. I'm going to try, like, I don't know, eight hours of sleep. We'll give that a shot.
1: Yeah, see ya.